So a question for you this morning is, is who are you? Simple question, who are you? I'll answer that for you in a few minutes. Today I, I'm here to represent the Gideons International. We're a born-again Christian business professional men who right now are active in 200 different countries, territories, and provinces. We share the word in over 107 different languages through this little testament right here. In the last year, worldwide, we did over 68 million copies of God's word, over 9 million here in the United States. But you know, that's not the important thing. Numbers is not it. The opportunity to share God's word, to make a change in somebody's life, that's, that's the opportunity. My wife Donna is with me today. She's a member of the auxiliary. The auxiliary is wives and widows of the Gideons. They pray for us. They share in hospitals and doctor's offices and nursing homes and assisted living, places where men would not be comfortable or not be welcome to go. You know, I share a testimony that, that she shares when she speaks. That one morning, her and her granddaughter was at a whole house eating breakfast. As they got through eating, she was reaching in her purse to, to get her money out and all, and, and the granddaughter says, well, Grandma, aren't you going to leave her a Bible? Yes, yeah, but we don't, I am going to leave her a Bible, so I'm going to take this little testament, and I'm going to put the money inside so she has to pick up the testament to get her tip. So she does that, and by the time the waitress comes by, and the daughter just takes it to her and shares with her that in the front of these little testaments is help, verses of help. You know, how many times have we been, and we, we think we need a verse, and we just can't find it, right? Especially the people that are not familiar with the Bible at all. So we put that in there to help them a little bit. Also in the back is the plan of salvation. It walks them through how to receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior. So Donna shared that with us. They went ahead and left. Well, that Sunday at, at church, a lady came up to her and said, you don't know what happened when you left. Said, of course not. I don't know. So that young girl went and touched everybody on the shoulder and said, look what I've got. Look what I've got. I never had one before. Folks, that's not in a third world country. That's right here in Alabama. That's in Childersburg, Alabama. Could just well be in Andalusia, Alabama. The need to get God's word out throughout this country, throughout this town, is, is most important to do. You know, as Gideons, we get distributed in, ho in hotels and motels and schools, assisted living. We go to jails, our military. This is a Bible that came out of a local hotel here in Andalusia. Now, it'll go to it. These like this go to a jail. The problem is you can't put a hardcover Bible in a jail. So what we do is we go through and make sure the Bible is not marked up, the page is not tore out of it, and then we'll put a soft cover on it. Then this goes to the jail. So we try to be resourceful in what we have and how we use it. You know, we just got back from Orlando. We were there for, for three days. We did a scripture distribution in Orlando, Florida, and surrounding areas. 72,000 copies of God's Word distributed down there. 72,000 copies. What does Isaiah 55, 11 say about that? He says, My Word goes forth. It does not return to me void. But it does what I please for it. Folks, that's 72,000 copies in Orlando, Florida. That's out there doing what God has for it to do. Now, we were blessed. Our goal was 84,000. 
we didn't get there. But what we did do was instead of working on the numbers, we worked on the people. We'd go to a hotel room, to a hotel, and we'd get to share with the staff. We'd go find the staff and talk to them about Jesus. You know, the Bibles were there, and they got to do that, but we got to go and, and talk to them about it. We'd get to go to the schools. Now, the schools, we couldn't go inside the schools. We'd get a sidewalk distribution. We could simply stand on the sidewalk and pass them out. Here in Andalusia and Co in Covenant County, we're fortunate that we can still get into every school in the county and in the city. That's a blessing to us. Many times, many places, that doesn't happen anymore. Several years ago, the life book was developed. Now, some of y'all may be familiar with it. I know. It's free to the, to the churches. It goes to the youth director, which you give to the students. And they get to carry them into the school and be a witness for Jesus to the school. I have some copies here for you, Pastor. If you need one, I'll be glad to let you have it. Um, just to share with that, it's a great, great outreach for the kids, outreach for the youth. So we love to do that. You know, several years ago, I was in Troy University doing a distribution, standing there on the quad. Anybody familiar with the quad in Troy? Yeah, I didn't. Well, I wasn't. First time standing there, and they had a stack of Bibles by that tall beside me. I thought everything's nice. Students started coming through a little bit of time. Life was good. And about 9 o'clock, the gates were open. And they were coming through so fast, I just couldn't do it all. I was just passing out as I could. young girl came up to me, took a testament, stepped back. As she was standing there, and my thought was, well, here we go. We're going we're gonna to get into a conversation. And she came back up, and I said, can I help you? She said, yeah, would you pray for me? I loved her. I said, but do you know Jesus, the Lord and Savior? She said, oh, yeah, I know. And she went through the whole spiel. And we just prayed. I said, what do you need about? She said, I need to pray about math. I'm having a hard time with math. So we prayed about math. And she began to talk. And, and folks, what she needed was, that was her first time away from home. She was a little bit lonely. Here I was standing, coat and tie, stack of Bibles beside me, and she decided I could talk to her. And that's all she wanted was somebody to talk to. Now, without you, without your support, without your prayers, we wouldn't have been able to do that. See, that could have been my daughter just a few years earlier than that, standing there. So I thank you now for what you do for the Gideon ministry. You know, we're all members of local churches. Ron and I are members of Andalusia Bible Church. We visit congregations just like you to share with you what God is doing through this ministry through your support. You know, we're, we're missionary arm. We're over 200 different areas, different countries, territories, and provinces throughout this world. A great ministry we are. I want to share something with you today that uh, is dear to my heart. And I saw a, a rack of getting dark cards. Anybody ever use these? Anybody ever use them? I know Wanda back there in the back has some of them. Well, let me tell you how this works. Cards are free. There's in memory of, thinking of you, other different things. And we used them for years, and I always thought that's a good thing to do. It's nice to do. You know, my previous wife passed away in December of 2014, and I began receiving these in memory of her. And, folks, that changed from a nice thing to do to a blessing because I knew something that she loved was going out and touching lives throughout this world. So I encourage you, look at that rack. Take time. 
I brought you something to help you with that. Outside on the foyer are some little bookmarks that helps you to work out of how to use these cards. So they're out there on the steps. Please get them if you can. I also want to share with you uh, uh, the Gideon app. It's out there also. This is the King James and ESV download, free download on your phone. It's in 1,300 different languages. And we got to use this down in Orlando because a lot of different places. We went to the hotel and we got to talk to the staff. Or the person we talked to was a person that had a Spanish uh, vocabulary. So we, we let her hear this in Spanish. We'll read to you. The next one's from Russia. We pulled up the dialects of Russia. Let her hear God's word in her native language. So I encourage you. Free download. Great thing to have. Riding down the road, you can plug it in. They'll read to you all day long. Now, I want to brag on God a little bit. Is that okay? Can I brag on God a little bit? Is that all right with everybody? I'm going to turn this little thing here on. I kept it off the whole time. I did good. In April of last year, I got to go to Santa Cruz, Bolivia for a scripture blitz. We was down there for one week. There were ten of us uh, from the United States, and then we met with the, with the five uh, camps or five groups in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz is one of the largest cities in, in uh, Bolivia, so 1.4 million people. So we worked with them. Our goal was 150,000 copies of God's Word in one week. Now, when I first heard that, I'm thinking, there's no way. But God had a plan. 174,305 copies of God's Word were distributed in that one week. Now, praise God. Amen? Because the devil was at work there. Our main distribution was at schools. That was our main focus. When we got off the plane that Saturday morning in Santa Cruz, the first thing we heard from local Gideons was that the teachers were on strike and all the schools were closed. And I'm thinking, God, what's going on? But see, God had a plan. Because that Friday night, before we got there that Saturday, the strike had been settled and all the schools were open that Monday morning, ready to go. We went through several schools. You'll see for these next slides, all the schools were very secure. They all had gates or all had some type of fence to protect them. It lasted four hours. How many can't teachers in here? Yeah. How would you like a four-hour class every day? With no air conditioning, 100-degree temperatures, with a room full of sweaty kids. Amen? Tough. They run two schools a day from 8 o'clock to 12 o'clock, and then from 1 to 5, they started a whole new class. New teachers, new students, everything started over. So we got to be a part of that. You can see the schools were pretty nice. Some of them were older schools. Uh, that's security. You can see that fairly well. That's a concrete wall with, with glass on top of it. That's part of their security. Well, you didn't go into the school unless you had permission to go in there. You didn't go into a classroom unless the teacher allowed you to come in. All the doors were locked. Standing at the second floor of that school, one of the local Gideons saw a young man standing on the courtyard, tears in his eyes, holding the little testament he had just received. He went down to check on him. He said, son, what's wrong? He said, there's nothing wrong. He said, a couple years ago, 
you were here. And I received a copy of God's Word, and I received Jesus that day through that Word. And I lost it. But now you're back. And I have nine brothers and sisters I can share God with. Now, folks, what we saw down there was not anything that we did. It was all God working through us. It was all God because of you. Because of your help. We had a great opportunity to share with these students. When we walked into the classroom, we could tell them that God loved them. That Jesus died for them. And they had a place in heaven for them if they received him as Lord and Savior. And that was a blessing to me because here in the United States, we can walk into the classroom where we go in and tell them we have a free gift for you. It's right there on that table if you'd like to pick it up. And that's where we stop. Now, how do we change that? One word. Through prayer. We can change this world through prayer. We can change our school system through prayer. We can change anything we want to through prayer. I believe that. You can see we had many times where we had opportunities to share God's word. You know, I showed you earlier that in the front of this little testament, it had the plan, it had uh, verses that you could look at to help. And a lot of times when we share these, we go through this pretty quick. This is the opportunity to hear your prayer, and we go right to the back. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is, right? That's our goal is to win lost Jesus Christ, so we go right there fast. One day at that at junior college or university, one of the Gideons that was sharing with the lady, and all she had time for was just that, those helps. And she went on. The afternoon she came back, talked one of the auxiliaries. She said, I want to tell you that man saved my life today. Well, we know the man didn't save her life. But what she told him was that she had taken her kids to her mother's and left them. Her, her plan was to go to school, get her stuff, come back, and end her life. But the power of God stepped in somewhere in there, right? And changed that, changed that life. So who are you? You're the one that make it possible for that young boy to share God's word with his nine brothers and sisters. You're the one that allowed me to be at, that, at Troy University to talk to that young lady. You're the one that allows us to have Bibles ready to go to the schools. Now, we started every morning at 5.30. Sometimes it'd be 10, 11 o'clock before we got back to the motel room. But every morning, that's exactly how we felt. Because we knew God was with us. We knew we had exciting times to share God that day. You know, I spent that week there, and, and it was a blessing to me. And we did several thousand. But you know, there's over 4 billion people in this world that have not been saved. Many have never heard the word of Jesus Christ. That's what we're working for, to get the word out throughout this world. And we're going to ask you to do something for us. We're going to ask you to pray for us. Pray that doors are open. Pray that... We have the opportunity to go into the places and to share God's word with the youth, share God's word with the many that have never heard God before. You know, the thing right now is, is hotel rooms. Many hotels do not allow us to put a Bible 
in the hotel room. They'll have them available at the desk. Well, y'all saw the video. Was any of those people in that video had their mind to go down to the desk and get a copy of God's Word? No. They saw it there. They took the opportunity to do it. So I encourage you, pray for us. Also, men, we, we need help. We need men to serve in this ministry. And we need ladies, too. But ladies, there's only one catch of that, and that is your husband has to go get him so you'll be all good. But, you know, y'all can work things out if you really want it. But I'd love to talk to you after the service. Be glad to, to share things with you. Um, take time to talk to you about it. Also, we're going to take up an offering in a few minutes. Don't you understand that every dime that's taken up in a church offering, any dime that's taken up for any kind of offering, goes to the purchase and distribution of Bibles. When I went to Bolivia, that was my dime. I paid for everybody, that, my hotel, my airfare, meals, everything was mine. When we come to a visit somewhere, we travel on our own money. Everything that's taken up goes to the purchase and distribution of those Bibles. So I encourage you today, if the Lord leads on your heart to make a donation, if the Lord is on your heart to be a part of this ministry, step forward and do that. And Pastor, I'll probably turn it back over to you. i got one other thing I'll tell you all because I think it's important. I was 38 years old before I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. 38 years old. A lot of things I did that wasn't right. I'm not proud of. But you know God was there. When I finally quit running, God was there. He changed my life. There's somebody out here today in the same position I am. You may not be 38. You may be older. You may be younger. But if God's calling you, Pastor's going to stand up here in a few minutes and give you an opportunity to come down and share and receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. You know, I've used every excuse in the book. Too late, too early, didn't have time, need to leave. Whatever it was, I could have found that excuse. But there's no excuse for receiving Jesus. And last month, we were buried two of our friends. One of them fell off a ladder working in his garage, had a major brain, brain bleed, never woke up. Was he intending on dying that day? No. He had one that just went to sleep. Was he intending on dying that day? No. But I can tell you, both of them knew Jesus, the Lord and Savior. You don't know what happens when you walk out that door. You don't know if you even walk out that door. I encourage you today, if the pastor comes before you, allow God to work in your heart. Amen? Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Vic. Guys, I, I've been going through a, a book lately that has, has really shaken me up pretty good. It, it's really kind of shifted some of my foundations. It's, it's made me have some hard talks with the Lord. And I don't know that you and I are always aware of the fact that there are thousands upon thousands of people all over the world that are born, they live their entire lives, and then they die and have never even heard the name Jesus. They're in places where Scripture has not been distributed. It hasn't been translated into their language. They have no access to the gospel. They have no opportunity to hear the direct message that there is hope and there is hope in Christ and Christ alone. 
Now, I know that the Bible teaches us that the heavens declare the glory of God. I know that God's word is sufficient. But you and I are as privileged as we could possibly be to live in this country, to live in this state, to live in Covington County, to be in this proximity to God's word. And so many of us never even leave Covington County. So many of us never even leave the state of Alabama. So many of us never even leave the United States. What are we doing to get God's word to people who are dying and never hearing about Jesus? What are we doing as followers of Christ to get the gospel to people who are born and live in what can only be described as hell on earth for them? They have miserable lives, never hearing the gospel, barely having enough to eat, and yet... They live and die without having heard or trusted in Jesus, and then they go to spend an eternity separated from God because they could not look at the heavens and ascertain for themselves that God is real and crying out to them to believe in Him. And yet you and I sit here and have the privilege weekly to just take God's Word, to open it, to look at John 3.16, to see that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, That whoever would believe in him might not perish, but have eternal life. Thousands upon thousands of people are dying having never heard this message. And so this morning, I want to put a challenge to you. Have you believed in Jesus? Have you trusted that there is one true and living God? That we have rebelled against him and the only way to be right with him is to trust in Christ. If you have, and that is you this morning... What are you doing to spread the word? Honestly, I want you to ask yourself, I want you to look at your own life. When was the last time you did something to share God's word? Even if you left a gospel track with somebody, what have you done in the last week, in the last month to share the gospel with somebody else? Yes, the heavens declare the glory of God, but we are his ambassadors And the most simple way that we can participate in the sharing of God's word, of the gospel, of the message of hope, is giving a gift to the Gideons, giving a gift to missionaries that are on the front lines, going to the the Joshua Project, praying for people groups that have not yet been reached. Folks, this morning you have an easy opportunity to make a small contribution to people who sacrifice their own time, their own money. Gideons are not paid. I know Vic already said that, but... If they go and distribute God's word, he pays for his gas to go. He goes where it is and he distributes those Bibles. All that the donations go for is the Bible itself, printing it out so that they can distribute it. So this morning there's, there's two simple challenges. One, will you believe in Jesus if you have not already? He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. Secondly, I, I feel like most of you in this room have already done that. Looking around this room, I, I know you guys pretty well. Many of you are are faithful followers of Christ. So your second challenge, your second question is, what have you done recently to spread the gospel across the world? Because this morning you have an opportunity to do just that. And so I would ask if you would please give sacrificially towards this incredible ministry. I would also ask if you need to pray and come forward and say, God, What am I doing with my life that I am not laser focused on spreading the gospel to those who are dying, having never 
heard your name. Folks, I, I don't know about you, but God has convicted my heart that I have failed in so many ways to spread his truth to people that may not hear it otherwise. So what's going to happen in just a moment, the ushers are going to come forward. We're going to collect an offering. While that's happening, Jason and Miss Pat are going to lead us in a song. As you, as the plate is passed, you have an opportunity to give towards the Gideons. If you feel so led, come down front. Jake and I will both be down here to pray with you, to talk about receiving Christ. Or if you just want to come and pray at these steps and just kneel before the Lord and say, God, help me to be your ambassador, to go and to share your word and your hope with a lost and dying world. I'm going to pray for us. As I pray, the ushers will come forward, and then we will collect an offering and respond to the Holy Spirit. Would you bow with me? Great God in heaven, we thank you for another opportunity to hear your word. To hear, Father, that there is hope in you and you alone. To hear that even though we are traitors, even though we are rebels, even though we have all sinned and all fallen short of your glorious standard of perfection, while we were yet sinners, as Jake said earlier, while we were yet sinners, you sent your one and only Son to fulfill the law and be the perfect sacrifice for our sins, that all who would believe on Jesus would have life, life abundant and full and life everlasting to come. Lord, help us to support the Gideons in their mission. Father, help us to surrender our lives to you, to be your ambassadors, to be on mission for you everywhere we go. May the gospel be always on our lips. We love you, Father. We ask for you to bless this time. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.